I'm going to turn to God's Word to read together. Now we've got two readings this evening. Uh, the first in Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 37 to 43. And then we're going to turn then to where we were this morning in Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 22 into chapter 9. But we're going to read first from Luke chapter 9 and verse 37. This is what God's Word says. The next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. A man in the crowd called out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. A spirit seizes him, and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions, so that he foams at the mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him, and is destroying him. I begged your disciples to drive it out, but they could not. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you and put up with you? Bring your son here. And while the boy was coming, the demon threw him to the ground in a convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. And then turning to Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 22. Then they will look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. They will be thrust into utter darkness. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. Let's pray together as we come to God's word. We do thank you, Father, for another opportunity to hear you speak to us this evening through Uh, your word it does us good to be together in this way and we pray that you would be pleased to speak to us now this evening and to encourage us in the Lord Jesus as we pray for his name's sake amen there can be a lot of meaning packed into a name can't there we've got friends who've given their dog a rather strange name because the husband wasn't allowed uh, to name the child that So the compromise was, we'll name the dog that. Uh, It was a rather wacky name, actually, instead. You can ask me later what it is if you really want to know. Uh, Likewise, we've got friends who are expecting a baby in the coming weeks, and we're guessing, well, what will the baby be called if it's a boy or or if it's a girl? And that is a responsibility that has a bit more weight. I'm sure you'll agree. 
than naming your pet dog, cat or hamster. Uh, it's important, isn't it, when we come uh, to name a child. And so uh, this evening, as we return to Isaiah 9, where we were this morning, we saw that this child, uh, this one who is to be given, has, has names. This morning we saw this incredible promise that the Lord made to his people. They were living in a time of spiritual darkness. Uh, the times they lived in were gloomy and they were overshadowed by sin. And into such a dark context as that, the promise of light and joy and hope was made. Uh, that even out of such darkness, these things can be known. And such hope was going to come because to us a child is born, a son is given. And in the coming of, of a baby graciously given to us by God himself, there was one who would rule and reign with all authority. And hope will be known. And as we saw this morning, that will be seen in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and this is proven, if you like, in the names we have here, in the names that he will be called. These names, they speak to us of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus really is this child who was born and son who was given. And so this evening, and in the coming messages over the next few weeks, I want us to go slowly through what these names are, what this Jesus will be known as. And Isaiah tells us in verse 6, he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Tonight I want us to focus on that first name, that first name that he'll be called Wonderful Counselor. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Wonderful Counselor, And 700 years or so before his birth in Bethlehem, Isaiah tells us that this is what he will be called. But what does it mean? What does this mean that Jesus is the wonderful counselor? Well, I want us to consider two ways this evening uh, how Jesus is this, that we might love him and trust him more than we see him for who he truly is, the wonderful counselor. And the first way I want us to see this, what this means is by considering the wise counsel of Jesus, the wise counsel of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the counselor. He is the wisest of all counselors. If you want to know what you should do with the most important things and the biggest questions in your life, well, then you should come and you should listen to Jesus. Now, there is a great prominence of counseling in our society today, maybe more so, almost definitely more so than in past generations. Over one million people every year in the UK are referred to counselling or to talking therapies for a whole range of really significant reasons. It's, it's a really big sector. It is a part of the lives of many people in this country, uh, across the world, and maybe it is for you uh, listening to this this evening. And I think a case could easily be made that this topic of, of counselling, of, of mental health, access to that support and to counselling is one of the big issues that's facing our society at the moment. I was reading recently, for example, about the great pressures that there are on, on young people today for all kinds of genuine reasons. And that's reflected in the demand, the huge demand there is on mental health services like counselling. A report out last month found that one in five children and young people aged 8 to 25 struggled with their mental health in some way or they had some kind of diagnosed disorder. There's lots of children in our society who are helpfully and rightly being supported but there's lots who struggle to access uh, this help that they need there's so many adults who struggle to access such services and no doubt there are people listening to this uh, this evening who have had counseling or you know someone close to you who has had a counseling and you know how helpful 
those counseling sessions can be. And it's a, it's a great thing that there are many uh, trained professionals who can so helpfully support someone uh, when they need that care, when they need that help. As lots of complex personal situations are worked through and processed, I've got friends who've had counselling, I've seen the real help it can have and it positively impact them in their lives. It helps them to, to cope with those pressures and those things that trigger them. And so I want to stress how important that is and it's a positive thing to, to have that counselling when you need it. Don't stay quiet, don't keep things to yourself. Reach out, talk to people, anyone in the first instance and then get the support of of professionally trained people who can support you uh, to work through things. But I've actually got a friend who is a trained counsellor. Uh, he works with children and helping them deal with when they go through difficulties. And he was telling me that one of the, one of the things that he wrestles with, one of the difficulties of, of many counselling courses and mindfulness programmes that are really helpful, they're legitimately really helpful, but what they have in common is this, that they say that the best way and the only way for you to ultimately cope with a situation is to look what, at what you can do as an individual. You look to yourself, and I really do want to stress that there are many positive things that you can do as an individual in learning coping mechanisms to help when things become overwhelming and things trigger you. But the wrestle, he was saying, is this, that on its own, is that ever going to be quite enough? It certainly will help. It really will help. But similarly for those of us, you might be thinking that this isn't really applying to you. You're not quite sure about this. You've not gone through such a struggle yourself. You don't know these things acutely. Well, it's the same for us. We too can't look ultimately to what we can do ourselves. All of us, whoever we are this evening, we need to have our gaze lifted. We need to know that we are more than the physical and we are more than the mental, which of course we are. We are those things, but we are also spiritual beings. We are body and we are soul. And because of that, we are in great need of the counsel of God, of his great infinite love and grace towards us. Ultimately, all of us, whoever we are, no matter the number of complexities of our own struggles, all of us need a wonderful counsellor. And so that is what the Lord in his kindness has done. He has graciously sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has and who is absolute wisdom. And this can help us and it can aid us in our need, in a way no man-made counselling course ever can, despite the good and many merits of them. And that's because the counselling of God is not to do with what we can do, but it is all to do with what he has done. And so friends, I want to say to you this evening that we must listen, primarily, most of all, to the good and wise counsellor, the wonderful counsellor, the Lord Jesus Christ. We can only understand this world we live in. We can only begin to make sense of all that's going on when we come to him and his word. And when we don't listen to the wisdom of God, when we don't entrust ourselves to the wonderful counsellor and his wisdom, well, then it's no surprise, is it, that our world ends up looking as it does, which is rather confused, I think we can say. We live in a rather confused world, don't we? And that's because we so often listen to the wrong things. We look to false sources of wisdom. We take unwise counsel, which leaves us confused so often. In fact, the whole reason that sin entered into the world in the first place is because Adam and Eve listened to false counsel, to wrong advice, if you could put it like that, to, to incorrect counsel from the devil in Genesis 3 when the goodness of God was questioned. 
The whole world was plunged into sin and rebellion. And since then, there has been confusion about who we are and who God is. Right is called wrong. Wrong is called right. The reality of God is denied. The truth is suppressed by all humanity. Mankind is put at the center and God is pushed to the edges. This world is in ruins because the first man, Adam, listened to false counsel. And today, confusion reigns in our world in all kinds of areas as we continue on in that same way, denying the eternal truths of God. Looking to ourselves for the answers of our deepest problems and pushing God to the very margins of our lives. And so that is why you and I desperately need a wonderful counsellor this evening. And that has always been the case. When the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1, He told them in verse 23 and following that we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So here Paul says it really plainly, doesn't he? He makes that really clear that the Lord Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And that is greater than any human wisdom, which means that in Christ we have wisdom and we have knowledge that far surpasses anything and everything else. We don't need any other way. We don't need any other philosophy or any other worldview to to make sense of our lives because in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a wonderful counsellor. We have the wisdom of God. It is by definition... A supernatural wisdom, a wisdom that is far above our human wisdom, no matter how wise we might think we are. Every single instruction, every single command, every single exhortation that he gives us is truly wise and wonderful. Friends, Jesus Christ is the only one worth listening to. In the Lord Jesus Christ and in his word, we have the most necessary information. We have all the needed detail that is most important for every single one of us here this evening and that's because in it we're told who we are we're told who God is and we're told how we can know him for ourselves how we can enter into his presence and know life for all eternity and I'm saying to you this evening that we need to listen to his wise counsel that we find in the pages of scripture like we sang of earlier when he tells his disciples in John 14 and verse 6 that I am the way and the truth and the life and no man comes to the father except through me you and I need to listen to this immense wisdom of Jesus that tells us that we must follow him because he is the only way to God there is no other way there is no way that you can get there on your own and in your own strength There is no other religion. There is no other way of life that can satisfy your deepest longings. There is nothing that man-made religion will ever be able to do to satisfy those things. But in Jesus Christ, we have an an authoritative teacher, a wise counsellor, who all of us must desperately listen to. And his counsel to you this evening is, Come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Rest is found in Jesus Christ. Maybe you know you need that this evening. You need to come back to Jesus and to know that rest. You must listen to his counsel and find rest for your soul in him. Amongst the busyness of all that Christmas brings, you must know that.
And one of the things that is so encouraging, I think, about the wise counsel of Jesus is that he really does know our circumstances. Indeed, this wonderful counselor, he knows you far better than you even know yourself. And so when Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and verse 17, Paul was able to say that the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. It's the testimony of any and every Christian in all the world. The Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. The Lord drew near to Paul in his trials and in his difficulties that Paul was experiencing. And he knew the wise counsel of God. He knew that the Lord Jesus was the one that he needed by him. Who he, he could turn to for all that he needed. And in the Lord Jesus we have one who, who never leaves us nor forsakes us. He sticks closer than a brother. Indeed he promised his disciples before he ascended back to heaven. Surely I am with you always. Even to the very end of the age. So I wonder, friend, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your counsellor, do you listen to the wise counsel of Jesus? Is he the one that you go to day by day for counsel, for help, for direction? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your counsellor this evening? Do you seek him in prayer and bring before him all that which is on your heart? None of us are able to answer the the biggest questions of our own existence. None of us are able to deal with all that life throws at us on our own. We're simply incapable of that. That's why we need the Lord Jesus Christ, the wonderful counsellor that you and I really need. And maybe, Christian, you need that reminder this evening. You need that reminder that the Lord Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and he's calling you this evening to find rest in him and to come back to him and to live by his wisdom. And as we approach this Christmas season, maybe you are all too aware that you are in need of this counsel. You feel as if life is just grinding along and everything you've tried and looked to through this year hasn't quite done the trick for you. You're left wondering, well, where else could you look instead to make sense of the complexities of all of the ups and downs of life and confusion? And this evening, the Lord Jesus Christ speaks to you by his Holy Spirit and says, look to me. I am the wisdom of God, and in me you can find all that I need. Surely that's worth considering, friend, isn't it? Surely it is. But I realise that you might be listening to this, and you think, well, it all sounds good. But you're wondering, well, why should I bother? Maybe you'd agree Jesus said some helpful things, and that the Bible contains lots of wisdom. But why should you and I listen to everything Jesus says? Why should I trust in Jesus? Oh, friend, if you're thinking anything along those lines. And the answer to that is found in our second point this evening. As I want us to dwell on the type of counsellor that he is. He's called the wonderful counsellor. So Jesus Christ is wonderful. That's the second aspect to this name of this child born to us this evening. The wonderful counsellor. Jesus Christ is wonderful. He really is wonderful. I, I wonder, do you believe that? That Jesus Christ is wonderful. And there are lots of words today, aren't there, where the meaning of them have been softened over time. And sometimes we can use the word wonderful in the sense of, oh, we had a really good time. And I'm not pointing the finger at anyone, because I know I do that myself. I use the word wonderful as a part of my vocabulary. But the dictionary defines wonderful as, as exciting wonder, which I suppose is not a bad definition. But that means then that when we say, oh, I had a wonderful meal out, I doubt it was with exciting wonder that you saw this meat, this veg, and the carbs before you, and you were in, you know, excited wonder 
I'm sure you've seen that kind of food before, and you weren't in wonder at what they put before you. Maybe I, I'm being a bit unfair, but hopefully you get the point that on the whole, that, that word wonderful, it's maybe lost a, a little bit of its uh, firm and original uh, meaning in, in our everyday lives. So we're not thinking about wonderful in, in that kind of really good sense. But wonderful is how Jesus is described and what he has done. And Jesus Christ is very wonderful. And, and briefly, I want to emphasize three ways that, that Jesus is wonderful. And the first is that Jesus is wonderful in his person. Jesus Christ is the most wonderful person to have ever walked this earth. And it is at Christmas that we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ came into this world and dwelt among us. That's the great mystery of godliness that has been revealed to us, that Christ appeared in the flesh. That's why we sing of that, that wondrous story when we ask, who is he in yonder storm, at whose feet the shepherds fall? And the answer, it's the Lord. Oh, wondrous story. Tis the Lord, the King of glory. At his feet we humbly fall and we crown him the Lord of all. It really is a wondrous story that in a cattle trough in Bethlehem at the first Christmas, the Lord of all, the King of glory, came into this world. He became man and he dwelled among us. God became man, the infinite, eternal, holy God, came into this finite, limited and unholy world. God came down at Christmas in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Deity meets humanity in one inseparable person. And we can't ever fully get our heads around that. We can't fully understand it. But it is true and it is wonderful. The Lord Jesus Christ is wonderful in his person. The eternal Son of God took on flesh. He came down into this dark world and he became like us in every way. And yet he was without sin and his name was Jesus, the saviour of the world. God became man. That is wonderful, isn't it? That is the definition of wonderful. The incarnation, it is a source of wonder. It truly is awesome. And the Lord Jesus Christ is wonderful. Oh, did you believe that? Is Jesus Christ wonderful to you, friend? Are you full of awe and wonder? Not just this Christmas, but every day of your life, when you consider the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus is wonderful in his person. And then secondly, Jesus is wonderful in his works. Everything about Jesus and everything he does is truly wonderful. His miracles, they were amazing. And the response of the people as they saw these things, it was one of complete astonishment and awe and wonder. That's something that we see throughout all four of the gospel accounts. But just two examples will, will give us something of the idea. One from Matthew 15, verses 30 and 31. Jesus is by the Sea of Galilee. Matthew records for us that great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet. And he healed them. The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. What Jesus did there was genuinely wonderful. And the people there knew it, and they were amazed. That was excited wonder. And they praised God. Or oh, another example we briefly read of earlier in Luke 9. Jesus healed that boy who had a, an evil spirit. And the response of the crowd to this wonderful healing as, as the boy is transformed, it's one where they were all amazed 
at the greatness of God. That is excited wonder. They simply marveled at what Jesus had done. They were in awe. They were full of wonder at what they had seen and what they had heard. They were amazed at the greatness of God. They were amazed at this wonderful thing that they had seen Jesus do. That's just a flavor. Every single thing that Jesus said and did was wonderful. And that's proven, as we've seen, by the response of amazement at his wonderful power and wonderful compassion and wonderful authority. Jesus is wonderful, friend. Do you believe that? Is Jesus wonderful to you? He's wonderful in his person and he's wonderful in his works. But then thirdly and finally, most wonderful of all, is that Jesus is wonderful in his death. Jesus is wonderful in his death. And that might sound like an odd thing to say. Maybe even a perverse thing to say, because how can death ever be wonderful? And especially the death of Jesus Christ. There was nothing wonderful to look at on that first Good Friday. What was going on on that day was the most barbaric of deaths. And yet the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is wonderful. That's why we often sing, isn't it? When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. My richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. Brothers and sisters, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is wondrous, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing. It's a place of awe and wonder. The death of Jesus Christ is the most wonderful thing of all in all the world because without it we would be forever lost in the darkness of our sin. We would be hopeless and left without any chance of ever finding hope because we would have no way to ever be right with God. But it's because of Christmas that we have the cross. Jesus was born so that he could live and so that he could die. And because of the cross of Calvary, we have this light and joy and hope and peace that we've read of in Isaiah today. It all comes to us through the wonderful life-giving death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's because of who he is and all that he has done that we can have our sins forgiven and we can be on terms again with our maker. It was because of the cross that he came. He came to rescue people just like you and me out of the pit of our sin with all its terrible consequences. And that is what makes Jesus wonderful. Brothers and sisters, as we conclude today, I wonder if you're more convinced now than you were when you first came to know the Lord, that Jesus Christ really is wonderful. That he is the wonderful counsellor. That he is the only one who can truly counsel us. That he is the only one truly worth listening to. And that is all because of who he is. He is the wonderful counsellor. And he has proven that in his very person, in his life, and all, in all that he did. But most gloriously of all, in his wonderful death. On a cross. And so I have to ask all of us this evening as we, as we begin this Advent season. if Maybe have we lost our, our sense of wonder? I'm not saying we have. I'm just asking the question. Are we not moved in, in awe and wonder this evening as we consider our wonderful counsellor. At who our saviour the Lord Jesus really is. Have we maybe become so familiar with this old, old story of Christmas that... We've lost something of the wonder 
that God wonderfully became a man and did wonderful deeds and taught wonderful truths and carried out the most wonderful act in all of human history as he died on a cross for the sins of the world. Is there anything else that's more wonderful than that? Jesus Christ is wonderful. And Christmas reminds us of that, that in him we have a wonderful counsellor. And tonight you've been reminded by the Lord as we've considered this name of Jesus. You've been prompted by his spirit that you need to return to him. You need to listen to him. You need to come back to his word and you need to live your life in line with its wise counsel. You need to walk in its wise ways. You need to stop wandering. Stop wandering any longer. You need to come back to Jesus. You need to listen to Jesus. You need to walk more closely with Jesus this week. Because to do that is to be nearer to the wonderful counsellor. And that's something that all of us need, isn't it? Whoever we are, we need to walk more closely with our wonderful counsellor. And that includes you, friend, listening this evening. You who do not even know this wonder yet. You don't know this wonderful counsellor, this wonderful saviour. You don't know Jesus Christ for yourself. And hopefully this evening, you've realised that you're missing out. You've realised that you don't know something of this, this excited wonder, this awe. If only you realised that Jesus Christ is the most wonderful person in the entire universe, then your life would never be the same again. If you would come this evening to this wonderful counsellor and listen to what he has to say and follow him and trust him that he really is the way and the truth and the life, then you will no longer be going about your life trying to make sense of it all, but you would know the very purpose for your existence found in this son that is given, this child who is born in Jesus Christ as you trust in him and find forgiveness for all of your shortcomings in him. There's nothing better than that. There's no better wisdom that you'll find in any self-help book or some podcast that promises to sort your life out. You'll never hear better wisdom than that that comes from Jesus Christ. And that's exactly it. It's not coming from me. It's not coming from any human being. But it's coming from Jesus himself. So friends, I want to encourage you this evening. All of us need a counsellor. You might be living a life that feels gloomy and you're tempted to despair. And so... Won't you come to Jesus this evening, this wonderful counsellor? Come and know this light and this life and this joy that we've heard of in Isaiah 9 today because it can be found in Jesus. I'd encourage you, friend, at the start of this, this Advent season to, to come to him. Come to Jesus because he is wonderful. He really is. And in him, this Christmas will be the best one that you've ever known. So you come to this wonderful counsellor this evening, won't you? Listen to him. Believe in him. And praise him that he would ever come to this world at all, out of such love and such grace for someone such as you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our wonderful Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thank you that he is the wisdom of God. And in him we have all that we need. We praise you for his wonderful person, his wonderful work and his wonderful death and resurrection. And we pray that you would fill us with wonder this Christmas at his coming into this world to save people like us. Thank you for Jesus. And we pray for help to trust in him and follow him this week as we pray in his name. Amen.